listening to NL Newsday with Jeff Andreas. We have reached a critical point. Based on the advice of emergency management and wildfire officials and my briefing last night on the worsening weather, I am declaring a provincial state of emergency. Yes, Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth officially saying earlier this afternoon that the province is declaring a state of emergency and that goes into effect at midnight tonight. Now, board chair of the Thompson-Nicola Regional District, Ken Gillis, he was on the NL Noon Report today and spoke to the fact that he had received a response to that request the TNRD had put in asking for that state of emergency to be declared. Well, the response to that letter pretty much indicated one likely wasn't going to be happening what changed in just a matter of hours? Well, for more, please to welcome back to the show the chair of the TNRD, Ken Gillis. Ken, how you doing? I'm okay, thank you, Jeff. How about yourself? I'm not too shabby. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time here. So, I mean, you were on the noon report, as I mentioned, and you were kind of saying you'd be surprised if we saw a state of emergency called, and then all of a sudden we got a state of emergency called. So I guess I'll start with your surprise level based on the fact that you got that response yesterday saying you wouldn't have expected one to be declared. Well, I didn't really expect that result this afternoon. I, I thought they would eventually be compelled to declare a state of emergency, but I didn't think it was going to come as quickly as it did after their denial of our request. But I have to say that my uh, my sense of surprise was overwhelmed by my sense of relief and pleasure that they had finally decided to go ahead and make that declaration. It's, it's vitally important. Yeah, it, it is. And I think it's going to make a significant difference in the minds of individuals. He's gone over sort of the powers that this actually does for, for the Solicitor General in terms of his office and what he can and cannot do and put in this state of emergency and allows, you know, for a little bit more flexibility. But it doesn't do a ton in terms of... Uh, you know, being able to procure resources and things like that. But it does allow for a little bit of that. But at the end of the day, not a significant difference. But I think you and I have talked about it, the mindset that this means for people in British Columbia or people who are looking at British Columbia, the fact that the province is now in a state of emergency, I think brings a little more seriousness to this fire situation that perhaps those not in the interior, right in the thick of it, would have been feeling. Yeah, I... You know, this puts me in mind of, uh, of the legal world in which they say justice must not only be done, it must be seen to be done. And, you know, the province has been saying for weeks now that they're throwing all resources at these fires. But I didn't really get the impression that the public felt that was the truth. Mm -hmm. So I think, with, I think with this declaration of emergency, the public will say, well, yeah, they are using all the tools in the box. And, and that's, I think the perception is vitally important. So I'm, I'm pleased on that front, too. But I'm also pleased because of the fact that I, from what Mr. Farnworth said today, I understand that this declaration is opening up some possibilities for them to um, decree, actually, that certain um, facilities will be opened up for evacuees. We've had a desperate situation in terms of uh, accommodating evacuees. We've been sending them as far as Kelowna and Chilliwack. And, uh, you know, we need accommodation for people much closer to their own homes. People don't want to go two hours away and wonder what's going on in their own communities. So I'm pleased on that front. And I think you and I earlier discussed the fact that we had asked the province to declare a ban 
on non-essential backcountry yes. travel. Uh, and Mr. Farnworth mentioned uh, this afternoon that one of the things the state of emergency would enable them, would enable them to do is to in, in, in invoke travel bans where necessary. I'm hoping he was thinking of a backcountry ban because there's no excuse for the fact that people are are able to go with dirt bikes and so on into these areas that are now tinder dry. They're beyond tinder dry. Uh, th these are just unexploded bombs waiting to happen. And it doesn't mean somebody has to drop a cigarette. All it takes is a, is a, is a spark now from, a, from the exhaust system on an ATV or a, or a bike. So I hope that, that Minister Farnworth will put the put a stop to that. Well, look at what happened in, in Merritt there on, I think it was Sunday night, right, where that truck that was uh, driving down the road had a, uh, I think it was a tailpipe that might have been dragging and started a, a couple of fires as a result of, of just that, they, those sparks that are happening. I mean, it doesn't take much, as you mentioned. And I actually had a caller. Maybe I'll get your, your response to this and, and see if you have any advice for him. But I did have a caller give me a shout around... I want to say 3.30-ish, and he called me and asked me, hey, does this state of emergency mean a backcountry ban is in place? Because I want to get my dirt bike out there and try to get one last ride in before I'm not allowed. I mean, that's that's the kind of attitudes that have people, I think, a little bit concerned right now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of shocking. Um, I, I talked to uh, uh, one of our other directors who had contributed some money to the I, I'm not sure what it's called, the Nicola Valley Dirt Bike Association or some such thing. And they're a pretty responsible bunch. And he said, how, you know, he talked to uh, one of them the other day and said, well, how's it going? And they said, well, we're not out in the bush at all because, you know, it's, it's no place for us to be in these conditions. So, you know, people who are members of responsible uh, associations like that are not going out in the bush. But the, what you just quoted is it's just shocking that people think, hey, I'm just going to go out there one more time. Um, please, please don't stay home, stay out of the backcountry, whatever you do, because the, the backcountry is just, a, as I said, an unexploded bomb waiting to go off. Well, it's, it reminds me a lot of, of COVID-19 from a year and a half ago when people were saying, oh, the bars are going to be shut uh, as of midnight tonight, so let's go get uh, in a big party and have one run last time before the bars officially shut down. It's like, what? that's what we're trying to avoid. That's the whole point of these things, but... That's the attitude some people have. There's nothing you can do about it, I suppose. I know. It's, uh, it's pretty discouraging, but you know, we, we just, all we can do is what we can do. So uh, we do our best to make sure that we keep people apprised of what the situation is and, uh, and try to dissuade them from doing things that are foolish. And most people are very, very good. Uh, you, can't, you can't dissuade everybody, so there you are. Well, Ken, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for coming on. I don't want to say it's a reason to celebrate, but, hey, at least the government is taking some steps to, to move forward on this fire situation. That's pretty much all we can ask for at this point. Yes, and I, I'm, I'm, as I said before, I'm really happy to see it. Uh, let's not worry about how long it took. Let's just worry about the fact that they can now uh, employ some options that may, may not have been open to them last week. Absolutely. All right, Ken, thanks so much. Have a great evening, and we'll talk soon. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is Ken Gillis, the chair of the Thompson-Nicola Regional District Board, speaking to that state of emergency that was declared officially just after 2 o'clock this afternoon.